I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like The Jingle Ball, Halden Prison, and Lemon Swan. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. And what a special podcast it is today. Uh, it is the 24th of December, otherwise known as Christmas Eve. Uh, you might be thinking, oh, Green, what are you doing? It's Christmas Eve. Why are you working on your podcast when you should be like, uh, you know, doing Christmas stuff? You know what I do on Christmas? <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, getting some getting some good stuff uh, from the people's houses that have tons of stuff there. Problem is, uh, with the COVID and stuff, everybody's like home. Uh, no, Not going out nowhere. So it's kind of hard. And, uh, you know, maybe once people are asleep, uh, yeah, they'll it'll be a little easier to sneak in and get stuff uh, allegedly. Uh, but you know, uh, hopefully everybody's getting some uh, good good stuff delivered because you can't go out shopping and stuff. So you gotta hit up the deliveries and everything like that, uh, and not spreading the coronavirus. But you know, it's a special Christmas, and uh, I want to make this a special, extra special. Uh, holiday uh version of the podcast so i got something coming for that and it's gonna be a surprise in like a uh, two minutes but first i want to give a shout out to all of the fucking wonderful uh producers of the podcast we got uh luke ellis ren sons hedda royston gem city sabrina vaughn cotton sarah koenig chelsea mcnally cardboard boss colony carlos hernandez and audio audacity crash clothing sorry i don't know why i wanted to say audio but uh yeah thanks everybody uh for making uh this wonderful year this is probably the last podcast i'll do this year but i got another one in the works for the early next year and hopefully we can start cranking them out some more because i like doing it and I'll, i like it uh when you guys get to hear it um yeah so but uh thanks for everybody pitching in it's been uh great fun doing the show you know like uh yeah <laughs> um if you want to become a producer of the podcast you can get on the patreon.com slash intruder green and uh you know it, it's the season of giving and so like uh you know that's the way to make this did we make this possible? It's like uh, what they say on like those NPR shows and stuff. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, give us your money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, so yeah, I hope everybody's having a good uh, holiday time. I know it can be real rough for some people, especially if you're alone and isolated and extra. That's extra bad right now because we're already alone and isolated. Uh, and you can't even necessarily like... Take the opportunity to meet your families and friends. And for some of you, maybe that's good because you're like, ah, fuck my family. I don't want to see them anyway. Yeah, I get that. But, uh, you know, hopefully you're staying, like, okay mentally uh, and physically. You know, like, uh, you sit around the house too much, you'll get real fat. Or, like, maybe you just forget to eat and then you fucking starve to death or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, it's it's important to... uh, take care of yourselves because it's hard it's harder for other people to take care of you right now uh because of the way things are in the world and uh you know hopefully 2021 is gonna be better everybody's real optimistic about that and i get it because like hopefully donald trump's gonna go away and that's that's good uh <laughs> but but like i said hopefully who knows what's gonna really happen uh there's there's a lot of time left before uh that's uh set in stone i guess but, uh, you know, yeah, like, I get being optimistic, but I'm just saying, like, 
what if it gets worse? Like, what, it could get worse, you know? Um, but, you know, I guess this being the season of, like, nice feelings and stuff, we should probably, like, not talk about that. Anyway, uh, to, to, to commemorate, I guess is the right word for this uh, season, I wanted to do uh, one of my favorite uh, Christmas poems uh, for you guys. And uh, it's called Christmas Eve in Brooklyn by Joe Quesada, Jimmy Palmiotti. And uh, yeah, so basically, I don't know if this is like copyright or something, but like maybe they hear it and they could tell me and like sue me for lots of money. And I'll be like, yeah, joke's on you, but I ain't got no money. Anyway, here we go. Twice the night before Christmas, the whole house was mellow. Not a creature was stirring. I had a gun under my pillow. Went up on a roof, I heard something pound. I sprung to the window to scream, hey, keep it down. When what to my wondering eyes should appear, but that hairy elf Vinny, and ain't friggin' reindeer. What a bad hacking cough and the stench of burped beer, I knew in a moment, yo, the Kringle was here. What a slap to their snouts and a yank of their manes, he cursed and he shouted and called them by name. Yo Tony, yo Frankie, yo Sally, yo Vito, hey Joey, hey Polly, hey Pepe, hey Guido. As I drew out my gun and I hid by the bed, down came his friggin' boot on the top of my head. His eyes were all bloodshot, his B.O. was scary, his breath was like sewage, he had a mole that was hairy. He spit in my eye and he twisted my head, he soon let me know I should consider myself dead. Then pointing a fat finger right under my nose, he let out some gas, and up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, obscenity screaming, and away they all flew, before he threw them a beating. But I heard him exclaim, or better yet grump, Merry Christmas the wall, and bite me, you hump. Alright, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to this podcast. I got Miguel Chin on it. It's long overdue, uh, like all the guys from uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Uh, he's a great dude, and he's working on some cool stuff. So uh, anyway, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Miguel Chen on the Intruder Green podcast. How you doing, buddy? Hey, dude. I'm, I'm weird. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, Pretty good, but weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird times to be in, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like you and me and like a lot of people we know are pretty weird in, in general. So it's kind of like maybe that's helpful. 
for these weird times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're we're better adapted to to exist in the twilight zone than than maybe the average person. Yeah, for sure. I believe it to be true. Um, yeah, that's right. Hey, I gotta. I want to like blow you up on my yeah, into full screen. There we go. Now you look real good, real big and bright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technology is wonderful. And uh, so you're uh, you're living in Texas these days. Is that right? Last time I saw you was still you were in Texas. Yeah, man, living down in Dallas. Fucking not a bad place to. To wait out the pandemic, I guess, because at least the weather's nice. And you know. yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's like uh, I mean, they say don't mess with Texas, but I know a lot of people who like to talk a lot of shit about Texas. <laughs> Mainly, I think because of like politics and stuff, but uh, and and the whole like gun thing. But uh, I gotta say, Dallas is pretty fucking cool. Austin is obviously fucking cool. Um, so you know, like. Maybe not all of Texas, but there's some parts of Texas that are pretty fucking rad. Oh, dude, Dallas is fucking odd. I mean, Austin too, but yeah, I fucking love living in Dallas. And and for what it's worth, with like politics or whatever, or like Texas was fucking dangerously close to to turning blue this wow, year. Wow, really? I, yeah, I think it was like forty eight percent or something. Wow. Like, yeah, I, I, I've been paying paying like. I kind of was just like on a fence about even paying attention to the, the thing. Like I voted, I did the overseas ballot thing. Um, because apparently felons can do that when they're overseas. But uh <laughs> <laughs> so that worked out, and I'm real happy that it went the way it did, but I was also kind of like, well, I just I just kind of want to like put my vote out there and then like wait and not look until it's over. <laughs> so yeah. that's basically what I did. But that's nice to know that Texas is kind of like, uh, I don't know, changing for what I would consider it, the better. It, it's evolving a bit, I, I think. You know, man, it's like like Dallas is a blue county, and, and not that it's all about like blues or reds or right or whatever. But uh, you know, I, I think that it's a it's a fairly diverse place, and you know especially Dallas County, but I think statewide Texas is kind of becoming a little more diverse and uh, that that's a good thing, right? You would, yeah, I mean, you would think it would be pretty diverse, like population-wise, considering it's like, you know, it's Texas, it's right next to Mexico. And then it you used got, to be Mexico. Well, yeah, right. And then, of course, it's the South, so you've got like plenty of black people down there. And then it's America, so there's always going to be tons of white people. I don't know. It just seems like there could should be a good, uh, you know, a variety of types of people there. So yeah, I believe it to gigantic be gigantic Asian population. Oh yeah, fucking, which which is the thing that really rules about here with with diversity, um, good food. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, food that I miss. You know, like. Uh, I always say uh, my favorite Mexican food is probably the stuff you get in like Southern California, but I'd have to say uh, we we on on tour we we stopped uh, a couple of times in El Paso and had some super tight Mexican food there. I believe, yeah, man, yeah, some some of the best I ever had there. So uh, that's real good, 
And uh, yeah, you know, like I believe it to be true. Anytime you got like lots of cultures, it's going to happen that way. And I, uh, you know, people who are like racist or whatever, it's like, <laughs> dude, have you tried that food? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like food, food might be the number one fucking breaker of of racial barriers. Like, right? I think like everyone food fucking music. likes good food. Yeah, man. That's right. Fucking listen to some tight tunes and chow down. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I want to get into. Uh, I'm excited because like uh, I had Ray on a while ago, and I'm hopefully going to get Cody on too, and hopefully Chuka at some point, and do the whole teenage bottle rocket uh, gamut here um but it's it's great that i finally got you on um and i want to talk a little bit about uh because you know you weren't in bottle rocket from the beginning but you've been there you know for a long time now so uh what was it like uh you know being uh miguel punk rock dude growing up where did you grow up anyway because I know the I other guys in, are from Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Wyoming too. Um, yeah, man. You know, uh, honestly, it's kind of fucking boring in Laramie, Wyoming. So there was, well, I there was that. like a, yeah. I mean, you've <laughs> fucking been there, you know. But like, so there was there was a ton of bands, you know, because because there wasn't really anything else to do, and like, so I started my first punk band in junior high, and and at the time. Uh, Ray and Brandon had a local band called Homeless Wonders, and Cody had a band in Northern Wyoming called the Lillingtons. Who, oh yeah, and uh, you know that was just kind of the thing. You just realize, like, oh, you take your boredom and, and you kind of plug in a guitar and, and make something out of it. And um, you know, I wasn't like in Bottle Rocket from the very beginning, but like at that point in time. You know, I was hanging out at Ray and Brandon's house, like, fucking constantly, just this fucking, like, drunk <laughs> teenager or whatever. They would just hang out at their house all the time. And I remember Brandon one day was just, like, Homeless Wonders out, Teenage Bottle Rocket in. Oh, yeah. And I, and I was like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and so when when they released another way the the first bottle rocket record like i got i got the first copy on like pink wax and and i was always like really there like from the get-go and i i think the the number one thing that kept me from being in the band before i was was the fact that i was still a teenager and you know they wanted to fucking they wanted to like tour and, and, and play shows at bars and stuff or anywhere they could. And like, you know, so when, when I was 19, um, Bot Rocket was heading out on a tour and, and they needed like a, a van. And it just so happened I had like an old daycare <laughs> van. <laughs> nice. And so Sabrina and Ray were like, hey, you know, you want to come on tour with us? And like sell t-shirts and, and can we take your van and i was like fuck yeah like let's do it and um i did that for a couple of years and like at first it was kind of like yeah like lots of bars lots of 21 up shows so what would happen is um you know ray and brandon were twin brothers and and it'd be like ray would go in show his id get his wristband 
Brandon would go in, show an ID that was virtually the exact same ID because they were yeah. identical twins. <laughs> they had the pe- they and then meanwhile, Ray them. would hand me his ID and I would just walk in, show them Ray's ID and get a fucking wristband. And it worked every single time. Like not a single <laughs> one of these door guys was ever like, why did I just see the exact same ID three times in a row? Like it just fucking worked. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then pretty much the second I was 21, like I was in the band for real. Oh, yeah. And then, and then here we are fucking like 15 years later. Yeah. Still doing it. Yeah. Well, I got to say like, uh, obviously I, I I don't think I've even met the other guy who was in there before you, but, uh, uh, I just can't imagine Teenage Bottle Rock without you. It seems like each one of you guys, part of the reason I've, I've, I've got this idea that I wanted to interview each one from the band. You know, sometimes you can interview one person from a band and get that. That's all you need. But you guys are all kind of like pretty cool individuals, I would say. Um, you kind of all just are your own characters. And I appreciate that. Uh, and that's, you know, like th- why I feel like each one of you adds a certain like element to it. And I just couldn't picture what uh, <laughs> the band without you there. Um, yeah, I don't have a question to, to, to put in there, but uh, I just want to say I appreciate your, your presence, I guess I would say. Because, you know, like you're, you're, you seem like kind of like the chill one to kind of cool out, you know, you, you know. Ray or somebody who's like gonna be a little like maybe like strong headed sometimes or whatever, but like you're always there, kind of like focusing your your yoga chi or whatever, however that stuff works. <laughs> it's yeah, man. It's it's funny because like in our band, like my role a lot of time kind of becomes like manager oh, or. Yeah or organizer like making sure things run fucking smoothly and so like if you see us in the band setting like a lot of times i'm kind of like the fucking most stressed out one there because i have to fucking like keep this fucking circus like running smoothly kind of and like it's kind of a joke in our band but like really in a roundabout way that's kind of way like yoga and meditation kind of became such like a part of my life it was kind of like out of fucking necessity yeah and uh so i kind of have like the all right let's get fucking hyper focused make sure fucking nobody dies make sure we get paid and like show happen you know kind of stressed out but then i have like the fucking tools afterwards to like okay decompress come back to like normal and balance and calm and and in a in a weird way like i i was talking to the fucking dudes about this last week i think anyhow in a weird way like this pandemic has really put that whole fucking thing into perspective like oh yeah like yeah i'm like fucking mr yoga punk or or whatever whatever it is but like on tour you know a lot of times i'm like oh stressed out keep the ship from sinking guy that like the pandemic has kind of put it all into perspective of like it's all kind of a fucking joke anyway. Like, you know, like, we can just yeah, what do you the mean? fucking stressed out part and just kind of have fun. Oh, yeah. That's anyway, true. Like, 
I mean, yeah. they, they say, you know, like there's some people who say like, once it stops being fun, you shouldn't do it anymore. But that's like, you got to take that with a grain of salt because there's always going to be work involved. You're going to have days on tour or whatever you're doing that aren't fun. Like, especially like in the recording process and shit. And it's like, that shit can be so tedious sometimes. And it's like, this ain't fucking fun. But it's yeah. still, it's still, you know, probably a lot more fun than what else you might be doing, like fucking flipping bur burgers or some shit, or like doing jobs. Actually, crime is a lot of fun. So <laughs> you know, whatever. But you could do both, you know, uh, especially when you're on tour. Uh, you can totally like, do yeah. both. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to do both, especially nowadays. Um, but that's actually what I was thinking about with uh, your whole like. I don't know. It seems like you're kind of, uh, I don't know if I should call you a pioneer or what, but like as far as like bringing the whole yoga thing to punk rock, since you mentioned it, uh, you know, I got this, I had this idea at a certain point where I was like, you know, touring and stuff is fun. I love doing this band thing, but I feel like I should have some kind of side hustle. And so that's when I came up with the idea to do the, do the podcast. Uh, it's also just a fun thing to do, but it's like now nobody's fucking touring. Nothing's happening with the band. And it's like, yeah, my side hustle is now kind of like the main thing for the time being, you know, like I hope we can get back to playing shows against at some point. But, you know, the way things are going, who knows? Um, so, Might yeah, I guess he <laughs> could be. Um, so I guess uh, what I'm trying to roundabout get to is like, it seems like you kind of had this yoga thing as a side hustle, but it's like a real business for you now. And uh, I guess I kind of appreciate that you're bringing that aspect of it to like this new version of punk rock, where it's like, you know, back in the past, like, fuck, before I was born, um, like, you know, that 77 style punks, they were all about like getting fucked up and being weird, but it's kind of evolved. And now you got like the PC thing going on. And maybe what you're doing is kind of part of that, where you're like bringing this uh, sort of like, I don't know, uh, a mindfulness. Does that make sense to the scene? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think mindfulness is like the, the exact right term for it you know I don't, I, I don't know like pc is necessary like pc is kind of a fucking tricky thing these days like in the oh, states yeah. too because they're like you know polarization or whatever is like super fucking real and like yeah for like sure. fucking dough we're like anti-racism and, and anti-sexist and like all of that for fucking sure like a thousand percent but also like i'm kind of tying back into what we were just saying like this whole thing, like all of life to some extent, a uh, little bit of a joke. Like we, we don't need to fucking take ourselves or, or everything so seriously. Like we're, we're meant to be having fun and, and enjoying our time on this earth one way or another. And, and I think that mindfulness and, and yoga and meditation are like a really good way to kind of keep ourselves in check on, on both ends. Like, you know, our, are we taking ourselves too seriously? Um, but also, are we aware of the way that our our actions affect others? Right. So yeah, it, yeah it's a I fine think... line, and it's always kind of evolving. That that like it's there, and and I think that these practices kind of make us better at 
at navigating that line, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think this is just a really cool uh, sort of thing that you've brought. Do you know, it, I don't know, is, are there other people doing it? Or are you kind of like the Lone Ranger still at this point, as far as like in the punk rock scene? I, I feel like, honestly, there's, there's kind of quite a bit of it going on. And, you know, my wife, Emily, and I, you know, we run, we run a yoga studio still in Wyoming and, and we run like the Blossom Yoga School online. And, and it's oh, kind yeah. of more like a general yoga thing. But of that, there's sort of this subset yoga for punks. And we've been doing it for years now. But I think right from the get-go, we were really surprised, like, okay, we're going to do yoga for punks. And, and it started with like, let's just do a class at Pooza Fest, like free yoga for punks class and see what happens. And like a shit ton of people turned up. And, cool. and every yeah. time we've done an event since, it's, it's been pretty packed. And um... Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people will call it magic. Some people will call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life, aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did. Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains, uh, medallions, and what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are you're going to have some left over. Or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. 
So they go on to stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on to Stupid Red Merch Company's web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now, right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off. All of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Stupidredmerch.com. Especially these days where we're in front of our computers a lot more, like you start to see what's going on a lot more. And, and there's, it, it's a thing. There, there's teachers and, and there's people. And, and I think it's, it's becoming more uh acceptable or whatever and so like what we've been doing the last couple months on on like the yoga for punks instagram is i'm just hitting up like all these teachers i know that are kind of in the same realm like punk rockers who happen to teach yoga or 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 meditation or uh like kirtan like chanting like that kind of stuff and oh we just kind of been bringing them on as like guest teachers that kind of like present what they do and yeah I, I think there's there's more of us now and and i think there's a lot of like talented teachers kind of like bringing their their spin to this it's cool man yeah and i, I think that it, it it's also important because you know it it i think for 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 me at least you know like punk rock has always been a thing where it's you can kind of like get in this community and be a weirdo or like you know, push some boundaries and stuff and people, you know, they might judge you for it, but they're going to keep it to themselves because they are also weird probably. And yeah. so like, you know, someone in your position, you're like in an established punk rock band and shit and people know who you are and you're starting to do this thing. I think it makes it less weird for people to be like, oh yeah, this thing that's actually like probably kind of good for me and stuff. I, that's like actually something I should be maybe interested in because it's like, oh yeah, these people are doing it. So uh, maybe it is not such a weird thing after all. It's like, it's punk rock is cool. It's whatever, you know, instead of just being like, you know, I guess what people see on like TV and stuff where they're like, oh yeah, it's, it's yoga. It's for like, uh, I don't know, white ladies who live in the suburbs or some shit like that it's like cool. i could anybody could do this you know and it's good for you fucking absolutely man I, like we're working on we're working on like a a new like online yoga for punks class and i was talking to my buddy who's doing who's like putting all the videos together for us and i was like how do we say this like in as few words as possible I'm kind of like, there's an element of like, it's, it's yoga that we're, we're kind of cutting that bullshit. And, and what, what is it I'm trying to say? And I was like, it's fucking like no yoga pants required kind of <laughs> shit. You know, it's like fucking yeah. like, we're, we're not really into the like Instagram fucking selfie. Like, look how fucking bendy I am. We're not into right. the like, namaste this and that fucking thing. Like, you know, my, my wife and I were, we, we're really like traditionally learned uh, teachers. Like we studied, I studied in India, she studied in Nepal and, you know, and we, 
we're just like all all the fucking shit that gets sold as, as yoga like it's cool that it's out there or fucking whatever but like that's not what we're doing and and that's not what i think speaks to fucking punk rockers like you said like they see the like white lady living in the suburbs fucking yoga or whatever and yeah. because that's the way it's presented to them they're like really turned off that we're kind of like right there's there's fucking real benefits to these practices when you kind of strip all the bullshit away and and so that's that's our mission right like how do we how do we like take the essence of these practices and and present it in a way that like punk rockers that it makes sense to punk rockers yeah and i appreciate that because you're also like giving back to the community that's uh i don't know about you personally but it's definitely helped me quite a bit along the the way you know as far as the punk rock community is concerned like uh you know it's good to have good uh new good uh fucking influences you know in that community and you know it's it's good that you're doing that i guess <laughs> <laughs> thanks man yeah absolutely yeah. You know, i i always i i reference it all the time i'm like yoga is like my second punk rock um because mm -hmm. yeah giving back like like you know and we know like fucking punk rock has kind of given us everything in our yeah. lives in, in a weird way like like as teenagers it kind of gave us somewhere to fucking go when 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 there was nowhere else for us to go and like in my own life like it gave me something to connect with like after my mom and my sister died like punk rock really fucking saved my life and then bottle rocket like you know this is this is my family like these are my brothers and and it gave me this career and and it yeah. fucking allowed me to travel all around the world and, and make fucking friends and like you know it's really fucking has given me everything and, and yoga is kind of like this other parallel thing where like it opened up this whole world kind of inside of me and and um it, it's just sort of this like giving and receiving idea and and any opportunity i have be it in punk rock or or writing or or yoga or or teaching or or whatever that i have to to give back like that's sort of the most uh, gratifying way to spend my time i think hell yeah I, I i believe it to be true and i yeah <laughs> um but speaking of writing you have a book out right i have two adult books and one kid's book Okay, I was going to say, I wasn't sure if there was more than one because I thought there was two, but then I didn't want to say that. I, I shot low. I aimed low because I was like, well, then... I appreciate can, that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes know, me look better, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so, so what are the books? What, what do we got? What do we got going on here with the, with the two adult books for starters? Yeah, man. Um, so I... I've got two books out. One of them is called I Want to Be Well, How a Punk Found Peace and You Can Too. And the other one is called The Death of You, a book for anyone who might not live forever. And both of those books were put out by um, this publisher out of Massachusetts called Wisdom Publications. And uh, they're fucking super cool. They, they uh, do a lot of books for like Buddhist monks and like... Uh, yoga teachers and like notably they've done a bunch of books for like the dalai lama and shit so wow um yeah so you're it, you're you're in the company of the dalai lama that's basically what you're saying right now it's it's All crazy right. it's <laughs> but like so when when they approached me to do the first book 
what had happened was, you know, I was doing like some articles here and there online and um, even like my social media presence. I was really trying to be mindful about like Facebook's such a shitty place. I'm going to like try and put positive stuff out there. And mm-hmm. um, this guy had, had noticed some of my articles and it just so happened his wife worked at Wisdom Publications. So um, he, he was like, yo, check this out. And then that kind of made its way up the Wisdom uh, publications totem pole and and they reached out and were like hey you ever you ever think about doing a book and i was like i have as a matter of fact but like are you sure you know what you're getting into and and they're like yeah yeah just just give us like a, a sample chapter and uh and we'll make this official so i was really like all right like yeah these dalai lama publishing people want to do my book like i gotta really fucking make sure <laughs> that you don't fuck that, up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I got to make sure that they know what they're getting into. Oh, for sure, I, yeah. I don't want to like write this fucking book, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh, no. So, yeah. so I was like, if they're gonna say no, let's just get it out of the way up front. So I wrote a sample chapter that was all about like fucking, like stupid punk shit and and tacos and like <laughs> I might have even written about like shitting your pants or something like that, like. I really fucking went out of my way to like, okay, if there's a chapter that's going to get me dropped yeah. before the contract's even signed, like this is a fucking chapter. And, and I submitted it basically expecting like, yeah, they're going to change their minds. This isn't going to happen. And they came back and were like, let's do this. And, and they released the book. And, and after that, like immediately after that, I was like, I've got the second book. The first book was really like, okay, here's like real basic yoga and meditation. And here's like, here it is in fucking punk language, just yeah. a fucking like, and immediately after that, I was like, I've got this other book, you know, it was, it was shortly after like Brandon had died. And I was like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really, I feel really called to like talk about fucking death and, and dying and grieving. And, and the fact that everyone we love is going to die and we're going to die. And, and they immediately were just like, yeah, anything you want to do. So, uh, wow. we released those two books within a couple of years of each other and, uh, people seem to like them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. well, everybody knows that intruder green don't know how to read, but as soon as you got the, uh, book on tape or whatever they like to call it these days, let me know. <laughs> Funny enough, like because of the pandemic, I was finally actually able to do those two books on audio version. So. I don't awesome. know when they're getting released, but uh, I did I did record them both for wisdom a couple months into the pandemic, so it'll cool. happen someday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. To, that's excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Um, and uh, well, we'll do a we'll do a, like where people can get a hold of you later. Uh, but that's amazing uh, that you're doing that. Are you gonna you gonna do a third book? Any plans for that, or just see how it goes? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, kind of technically I did a third book, but it was like a weird project. It was kind of right when the pandemic hit, I, I teamed up with my buddy, David Buist. Uh, he's a awesome artist. And, and we whipped out a kid's book called The Virus. Oh, The Children's Book, yeah. And found like a small independent publisher who turned it around really fast and and just kind of put out there that out there, you know, we we're like donating profits from it to the world health organization. And 
And mainly it's just kind of like give parents a means to talk to their little kids about like what the fuck's going on. And, and we actually yeah. just reissued a second edition of that book that's a little more updated because the first book yeah. didn't talk about masks or social distancing because oh, literally yeah. we wrote it like two weeks after everything locked down. Like nobody fucking knew huh. about that. But anyway, so there's that. And then uh, as far as like adult books, um, yeah, we, uh, I, I've got a proposal out there kind of getting shopped around by my agent, but uh, this, this third book is sort of, um, I've got a buddy here in Dallas. His name is Brad Bevel been friends with him for a long time and uh he's like this dog behaviorist like fucking incredible guy he's like studied with a lot of like the greats like he studied with caesar milan and and all these other guys and um a couple years well before i moved to texas like i saw the work brad was doing and i was like hey dude what's up like he helped with my two shitty dogs and he was like, yeah, man, like and he flew up. I was still living in Wyoming. He flew up and just stayed with us for a few days. It was kind of a nice excuse to hang out anyway, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, he like worked with my dogs for a few days and I was so like, they weren't aggressive or mean or anything. They're just like hyper and like loud <laughs> and yeah, jumping yeah. on people. And anyhow, I was really impressed in like three days, what he was able to do with my dogs. And, um so we've we've been working together for a few years like on my dogs and and the more like i learn about his process and about what he does with with people and and their dogs to to kind of create calm and and balance we just had all these discussions we're like this is fucking like yoga and this is this is mindfulness in like a weird way like you don't even realize it is but it is and so we found a lot of parallels between our, our two worlds and um, yeah, we've, we've been talking about this book for, for a couple of years and uh, now it's, it's finally moving forward. Meanwhile, Brad's career is just like fucking nuts. He's like, he's got all these like TV stars as clients now. He's, Oh, wow. He's like a regular on this new TV show called uh, To the Rescue on CW. And uh, a lot of like the real housewives of Dallas are are his clients. (laughs) So he's like, he's on that TV show once in a while now too. So I think I, I think I just like managed to like, yo, I'm going to write like your book presenting your fucking thing just perfectly timed. And, and, you know, maybe a year from now, Brad's going to be like this mega famous guy. And I'm, I'm just going to quietly, you know, sneak yeah, along. Right. As, as his, yeah. Just like, yeah. So, so that's the third book. Hell yeah. That's yeah, great. I like it. I like that you, uh, intend on being sneaky about it too, because, uh, you know, sneaking around that's, is good. I like it. Yeah. That's your thing. That's right. It's good. <laughs> I, I believe you got some good sneaking skills. I believe it to be true. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so okay. So the book writing stuff, the yoga stuff is going real good, it sounds like. Um, you know, and I, obviously everybody's dealing with the pandemic these days. Uh what about band stuff? You got you got any music stuff you're working on? I know 
I don't know. I can't remember if Ray mentioned anything about maybe you guys are like working on new music or something. Totally. Or yeah, man. We we kind of just spent the whole pandemic like writing, and I actually just got back two days ago from Colorado. Um, we were at the Blasting Room. Oh, yeah. Cranking out a bunch of new songs and like I think too many songs for just a record. So we're gonna have to figure out what to do with a couple extra songs. But uh Yeah, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, man. I I think we just tracked sixteen new songs and I wrote four of them. Uh and then I think Cody and Ray each wrote like I don't know, six or seven each. But yeah. Fucking really, really good batch of songs, man. And um, we're kind of we're in we're in the mixing stage, so that's when you know recording gets cool again. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Like you mentioned, it's kind of like a tedious fucking process. But I think I think this time around it was maybe less tedious because I hadn't seen my band in so long that yeah, it was just fucking it, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. nice to fucking be together working on music. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, we're we're kind of we're mixing and and discussing like what's what's going to go on the record and and what's going to be for something else. And nice, yeah, man. We we got that, and then we've got um, you maybe you know that guy. Um, what guy? It was like mine and the band that guy. Oh yeah, I probably heard him. That sounds familiar. It, it, it was Mayan and Brandon's other band, and, and Brandon oh, okay. was the lead singer. Oh, yeah. Well, and isn't that where uh, uh, fucking uh, the song uh, Cruising for Chicks came from? Yeah, Cruising for Chicks yeah. kind of started as that guy's song, but then we are like, But ah, then Ray was like, good. no. <laughs> yeah, we're like, this song's too good for this band, so it became a bar rocket <laughs> song. But, but yeah, like one of that my guy, favorites. we, oh, thanks. We, we yeah. had like uh sort of just like a self-released CD. It's all like 15-minute songs. They're like about burritos and periods and farts. And <laughs> Anyhow, so we got that. And we got a couple together. other recordings we did, and, and I, I've been like revisiting those recently and, and talking to a couple people about like maybe, maybe we can put that out kind of as like a little tribute to Brandon and kind of keep – keep his like funniness and, and weirdness and you know yeah. th these songs kind of just put them out there just because brandon was fucking awesome like, and, you mean like you mean like the original recordings from the old band or like doing them as yeah, yeah. bottle rocket oh yeah no okay. no the put out the original like that guy recordings just to yeah 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 i don't know give people a reason to think about brandon and, and hear his voice and you know hell yeah so that's that's kind of like the little teeny side project. Main thing, of course, Bottle Rocket. Like, I'm fucking really proud of these songs that we've been recording. I, I I think the plan with that is like have a huge, gigantic radio hit and start selling out football stadiums and shit after the pandemic. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say it might be actually a lot easier to sell out a football stadium these days because the <laughs> capacity is like what 1% of what it used to be. <laughs> Could be cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe now's the time. Cause there we then, go. well, you sell them out now. And then once the pandemic's over, 
you'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't go back to playing like clubs and bars and shit. We've been playing <laughs> fucking football stadiums. We got to keep this fucking shit going. And then you yeah. just make it happen, right? That's how that's how showbiz works. That's totally how showbiz works. I'm, I'm just like, we've written a bunch of great fucking songs and uh, then someone pays us millions of dollars. Yeah, that's right. I that's believe uh, I believe somebody from your band once told us the secret to uh, success is to write good songs. We're still working I, on I it. I actually we'll can't there, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Shit. Uh yeah, well, I'm 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 stoked to hear that. Um I appreciate, you know, you guys uh you, that that mind of keeping Brandon's spirit alive. I mean, I think his spirit will always be with us cuz that fucking dude was one of the best. Uh so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh but you know, yeah, man. um yeah. I got I got the last question ready for you. Unless there was anything else you wanted to bring up. Nah, man. All right. I'm ready. Crime stories. Do you got any? Oh, boy. Crime stories. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> I've got, like, you know, as kids growing up in Laramie, like I said, it was just fucking boring, right? So oh, yeah. the, the bands playing music was, like, a healthier outlet than some of the other shit we would do. Like, you know, we, we would drink a lot and we would do a lot of drugs. And if there weren't drugs available, we would just go to like the mini Mart and fucking buy like cough syrup or starter fluid or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. would get us fucked up. Right. Right. And so we'd get fucked up and we'd be rolling around town, just like looking for dumb shit to do to keep ourselves busy. And, and one of the things we would do sometimes is like, I'll just say allegedly, because that's oh, yeah. what you guys fucking do and, and it works keep from incriminating time. myself. Yes, uh, right. Allegedly, we would like find like open windows or whatever, like at the university or at the high school, and just kind of walk in and wander around and be fucking idiots. So there, there was one night um, we were fucked. I don't, I don't even know what we were doing, but we were totally fucked up and. Um, drugs i think that's what you were doing yeah yeah okay. some some kind of drugs <laughs> and and a bunch of my friends were like hey let's go fucking let's go to the university and like fucking i don't know climb in some fucking building and, and just wander around and see what's up and for whatever reason that <laughs> night i was like you know what man i think i'm just gonna fucking chill <laughs> and, and I didn't go. Yeah. But a bunch of my other friends fucking did go. And almost any other night I would have fucking gone. And they went yeah. and they like, you know, just fucking found an open window, like went in, kind of stumbled around, like, I don't know, knocked some people's pencils off their desks or you know, mostly just kind of fucking harmless stuff. But mm -hmm. uh some fucking how they they got seen or something their vehicle got seen kind of leaving and and there was a little bit of fucking investigation going on and, and the next morning like the cops kind of show up at, oh, uh, at my buddy's house and oh. everybody who fucking went out there that night 
ended up fucking getting arrested and like charged with like breaking and entering and like yeah. like a minor offense of like destruction of fucking property or whatever. And meanwhile, I just fucking ended up like kind of hung over or whatever the fuck from like the drugs and alcohol the night before. Like it was really like, like divine intervention, like any other fucking night. Yeah. I would have just gone, but it didn't. <laughs> they all kind of got like a, a little slap on the wrist, like probation and had to do some fucking community service or whatever. And I just kept fucking doing drugs. <laughs> The moral of the story right there. I love it. Yeah. Stay home and do drugs. <laughs> well, I like too that uh you guys seem to have some sort of fascination with the university as but not as like a place to go learn shit, but as a place to like make your 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 playground or something. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, like I mean, let's get fucked up and uh mess with the university because that's like i mean a, that's where we would like skate yeah, yeah like we would skate there we'd ride bmx bikes there like yeah it was just because <laughs> that's what there is in laramie Wyoming. there's a big university in the middle of the city oh, so yeah. like i guess otherwise you're just gonna like do shit in the desert right yeah fucking go cow tipping or something like you get oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> excellent well, buddy, it was real pleasure catching up with you. I know you've got uh, kids and uh, home life to take care of. Um, I got to go eat some food myself. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope that we can uh, hope actually like hang out in person sometime, you know, <laughs> in the somewhat near future. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Thank you. You know, one of the next things Bottorock has booked is actually Europe and Germany and shit for oh, next yeah. summer. So well, that might fingers happen. fucking yeah. crossed. Yeah. You know, things are things are not great over here, but they're definitely going better than the States. And they're actually got like some leadership trying to fucking figure out what to do. You know, <laughs> like trying to tell people like, hey, do this. And people are like, Oh yeah, let's do that because you know, it might be a good idea instead of everybody just like trying to figure it out by themselves. So, yeah, you know, nice, tour, touring, touring Europe could be a thing. Um, and I hope to see you guys over here, you know, like it'd be fucking wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, where, where, where can people like get all your stuff? Like you got books out, you got, you know, social medias and all that. I mean, I don't like yeah, social man. media, but yeah. It's kind of a fucking nightmare lately. Um, easiest place, man, just miguelchen.com. That fucking oh, cool. takes you everywhere. Um, yeah. And obviously, teenagebottlerocket.com. Yeah. All the yeah. socials and stuff like that. Fuck Excellent, yeah, buddy. Well, uh, you take care. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check out those books. Maybe I'll, maybe it's about time I learn to read. You can just. You know, hold someone at knife point and make them oh, read yeah. it. Oh, yeah. They can read it for me. Oh, that's a good idea. See, you're so mindful and full of good ideas, dude. Uh, you should write a book about that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, yeah, man. I'll speak to you soon, buddy. Good talking. Hell yeah.
And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Miguel again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green calling line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, street lights, Huawei, New Jersey. That one's real hard to say. I fuck it up every time. Our theme song is Particles by Tight Merry fucking Christmas.